listening to a podcast from Light FM. It's Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. And for today's episode of My Startup Story, we share a conversation that Terry had with Sutan Mukaya, founder and CEO of Edar.com. First, tell us briefly about, about the startup, Edar.com, formerly known as Burly Gas. And what does it offer? Okay, so what is Edar? Edar is basically an online to offline retail outlet. Okay. Okay, that allows people to buy their cooking gas and also their groceries. Mm-hmm. But the cool part about Edar is we allow you to discount your groceries and oh. gas by recycling. Oh, how, how so does you that can work? Recycle, so, okay. you can, so you can recycle. So you download Edar app. Okay. All right. And you choose whatever groceries or cooking gas that you want. And through the app, we'll ask you whether you want to recycle. Okay. And you can recycle five different things. You can recycle plastic. You can recycle used cooking oil, e-waste, uh, papers and cardboards, oh, uh, and all these kind of things to discount your groceries immediately. Right. So that means when the, the groceries get delivered, then you immediately provide the items that you mm-hmm. want to um, recycle. So basically, when we come to your house to send your groceries, you give us your recyclables, basically. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll then just do like a butter thing. That's so, and cooking oil. This cooking is, oil as well. I've use never heard oil. this available in Malaysia before. So use cooking oil. You, they, you, you measure it by the kilogram, I'm, I'm that's guessing. Right. That's right. Right, And then they get that as a discount as well. Correct. That's right. Where does, what, what does cooking oil get recycled for? We make it into fuel. It's, a, it's used Bio as a biodiesel. Fuel. Yeah, that's right. That's amazing. I've never heard of any other company, or at least as far as I know, that, that's doing this. So, Edar is uh, the first company that is uh, in Malaysia Book of Records for being what? the first company that does this. Wow. But the root of the business, is is it still the cooking gas is the main uh, the main option and service that you provide or is it all just one big I'll, I'll say that um, no, no not really our value is of course the cooking gas and the groceries that's what people want right right but we are actually a green tech recycling company that's our core we collect these recyclables and that's where we make right. our core profit but of course when you talk about recyclables and whatnot no no merchants give a <laughs> So, we have to give them things of value, and things of value is right. um, groceries and gas. Right. So, we basically advertise on that values, groceries and gas. Right. But what we actually really want to collect and get is the recyclables from your house. Right. So, the, the thing that most people would engage with you first on would be the, the gas, because that I can imagine that I'm cooking, I'm cooking, I'm cooking, <laughs> yeah. and then, ah, no more gas, I need help. Where do I go? Who do I call? I go to ada.com. That's right. That's previously right. known as Bully Gas. That's the one. <laughs> All right. We'll be finding out more from Sutan Mukaya, founder and CEO of Edar.com. Tell us more about what you were doing before Edar.com. In fact, let's go further back. Edar.com used to be called Bully Gas. What were you doing before Bully Gas even that led up to this? I was jet setting. I was basically an MD of a Berhad company. Nice. Uh, And uh, we are opening up, we are basically selling contents regionally. Right. So to telcos, all these ringtones that you see, all these all these schemes that you see in platforms by telcos. I have bought those. Those before, kind of things, yes. right? It actually comes from companies like us. Right. So we did this in Bangladesh, in Myanmar, in Indonesia, Vietnam, and I was basically going into these countries talking about the commercials and, and setting this up. Right. Um, that's a good 10 years. It, that sounded like a great job. That's yeah. right. Awesome. Beautiful. But it wasn't and, good enough. No, no, no. It's not <laughs> that. It's not that. I was, I was enjoying that life. Good money, good whatnot. Hmm. Perks is like traveling and whatnot, right? Then one day, sometime in mid uh, March 2020, uh, we got a news that we have to come back for to Malaysia okay. for a short two weeks holiday, small lockdown maybe that kind of thing. Right. Came back in, full lockdown. Right. 
And yeah. about a month later, uh, that's when this 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 disaster happened in Spain and whatnot. And our principals were actually a Spanish-based company. Oh, okay. So they decided because at the time this was called the pandemic of century. Yeah. Uh, they decided to call it quits for Southeast Asia. Oh, they just closed it all down. They closed it all down. So they asked us to close. It, they asked me to close this all down, and then and that was it. As a cost-cutting measure. Cost-cutting measure. Right? Yes, that's yeah. right. So in March, I came back for a holiday. And turns out to be in April. I was just basically retrenching all my stuffs. Right. Oh no. Right. So. So the the coming back for that short period turned out to be a goodbye and I farewell. Don't... Yes, that's right. Mm. That's right. That's right. Um, I was quite devastated by that because there was a lot of stars that a lot of members of my company. Right. Some are nearing retirement. Some are actually okay. Use some are you know don't have actually have a real job anymore. Right. And in the middle of pandemic at the time, mm. nobody knows what's, what's going to happen. Yeah. And um, I. Took it as a responsibility upon myself to help them in some ways. I know I cannot be forever giving them money or support in that way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but a dignified job will be good, right? Right. And at that time, the only thing that you can do was essential services. Mm-hmm. And just at that time too, I used to have a kopitiam, a Chinese kopitiam, and I was trying to order gas to my to my kopitiam at that time. You were the owner of a Chinese kopitiam, right? Right. You won't believe it. You right? say it so casually, like like this. Oh yeah. By the way, <laughs> so I own a Chinese kopitiam. Okay. So we were ordering gas, and then the the guy who was supposed to send us gas, he tari harga, now he didn't want to come, and he just like mm. basically raised the price. Right. And that point, I realized, hey, look, I guess this guy needs a disruption, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, we need to do something to see what we can do for our, for our team members, right? And three days after the lockdown was eased, uh, listening to what Abba was saying at the time, so um, like you know, Malaysians must go out and help other Malaysians. Yeah, I went and opened Bali Gas. Right, three because days. you realized there was a need, and you realized that somebody was taking for a ride as well because they didn't want to provide you the service, and so you could do it yourself. Cool. And and at that time, just just by stroke of luck, uh, there was this trend. Masa apa hari ini? Do you still remember that? Yes, I remember right? every so day. Yeah, every yeah. day everybody's cooking at home. Yep, yep. And our business went from zero to twenty-two thousand customers a month. Wow! In, in, it was a time when Sugu Pavitra were yeah, like yeah, like, YouTube was like exploding with all of their recipes, the recipes, right? That's yeah. the one. So we were selling the gas. So it yeah. was good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to all of the YouTubers who are making the the recipes. You provided the gas. I, I provided the gas, right? So that's the cool part, right? <laughs> So that's how the business began. Yes, that's right. So from there, we of course uh, we did it for about two years. We learned along the way how the gas industry is, what is expectations. The pandemic, right. of course, is, and then the model changed as well. And uh, we realized that you know when it when it comes to commercials, um, yeah. FMCG gas does not really have that much of uh, profit. Right. When it compared to recyclables, and that is a much bigger need for us to consider on recyclables as well, mm. because nobody does recyclables in Malaysia properly. Mm. Not even the government, right? If we can incentivize collection of recyclables, mm-hmm. and we give things of value right. like groceries and whatnot, right. we actually help everybody. We help the people. Right. We were struggling with the price of groceries going so high, escalating and whatnot. Right. right. We also help the traditional gross, uh, grocers who are having the fight of their life against big hypermarkets, mm. and we also help ourselves, of course, because we we are able to basically collect recyclables at source. Right. In an organized directly manner, from the directly who from have the member, the, yeah, yeah. and we can basically get a good price when we sell this to our upstream partners. Right. So it's a win-win-win situation for everybody. Some people kill two birds with one stone. You're killing like twenty birds. I think so too. <laughs> it's also come to us that we realized that you've mentioned you wanted to help the B40 community. That this is a very important aspect of of your business through your startup. Why Why is it so important for you to do this? 
because uh, growing up i do not come from a rich family i mm. actually came from a very poor background somewhere deep in kajang and this place is filled up with with uh, people from from backgrounds right but people always just look at the because i say hey look these people are bad and evil and criminals and what not right. but to be honest these people are doing those kind of things because they did not get an opportunity in life to come out of it yeah these are good people when you look at them when you know them personally mm. but because of the circumstances they they do all these kind of things and then they go into jails and what not and there goes their their life maybe their their family's life the, the, the next generations mm. if we can support them and we can provide them a pathway to come out of that we don't just help them we basically help the entire lineage right right so when we started um, baligas or edar uh, now we decided that we should do something to help the people right uh, so we do preferential hiring for b40s okay especially ex convicts oh interesting ex convicts or even parole convicts actually okay. so uh, baligas edar edar right now we work directly with penjara kajang to hire convicts of good behaviors right right and of course small small crimes okay this, at previously it was just small violations like sop violators as well right <laughs> sop violators <laughs> i'm not included. kidding i'm not kidding okay. i'm not kidding right. right so this kind of people basically the their biggest crime is being poor to be honest with you mm. get them into into adar train them reskill them give them a uh, give them a home or place and then put into a into a, a job right this can be in our warehouse it can be in our logistics into right. our supervisory administration whatever it is right and then we take it from there so last Good. year last year edar actually won award by the star golden hearts for hiring the most amount of ex convicts from pajara kajang wow by by a private company how many percent of your workforce would you say consists of ex convicts um so they come and go right so we'll say that right now a 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30
what what made this change happen? Why was this decision made? And were there challenges along the way that required this to happen? Of course. Uh, so Burley Gas was started in June 2020. We are right in the middle of pandemic at the time. At that point, that was the right model to go. Um, mm. Sell cooking gas alone, pick up a used cooking oil, discount, blah, blah, and whatnot. But the thing is, the lockdown was easy and we, we eased out of that. We are now, now in the new normal, the normal, right? And now with, with the traffics and whatnot, the model does not work. The commercial is no more there. Okay. The profit is no more there. So we have to think about a way that we can deliver the services and, and whatnot in a way that we can be profitable so that we can basically earn our keep and pay our teams, whatnot, and, and everything else. So this was done out of necessity. Yes, that's right. So this is right. a necessity move. Um, we, we see that uh, the model, the recyclables was a very good thing to, to focus on. Mm. But people are no more cooking in their home anymore. <laughs> right. So there is no more value from, for me to pick up the recyclables from, from the home consumers anymore. Right. So we decided, hey, look, don't just cooking gas, let's give them whatever they want. Right. So this basically means groceries. Right. So And we decided, look, if you want to give groceries, we probably should open a grocery. But we can't be competing against the big hypermarkets, chain, mm. chain retail outlets. Can we innovate something over here? And that's where we decided to, to do EDAR. What right. EDAR does is a model like OYO for grocery. Oh, you know OYO hotels, right? Oh, yes, OYO, yeah. They, so can they, they convert, do for hotels. Yes, yes. So we do the same thing for traditional grocery outlets. Traditional, yeah, mom and pop's part. You know, oh, you, that's, where, that's the source of all of your groceries. Yeah, so what oh. we do is basically we go to traditional grocery. small grocery, retailers. Small retailers. We take them, right. we utilize them as EDAR. Interesting. Uh, right, and then from there, they become our hub, they become our warehouse, our team. And right. uh, through ADAR app right now, when you buy groceries, you're actually helping those people. Those so you don't have a warehouse? Of uh, we do have a oh, warehouse. Do? Okay. We do have a distribution warehouse and whatnot. Right. But most of our small outlets are actually partners as well. Right. Partners, traditional grocery outlets. On top of your own warehouse, you are supplemented. Actually, the warehouse supplements the grocers then. Because in case, in the event that they may not have what you need, then you fall back on the stock that you have in your warehouse. That's right. So we, right. it's, it's also where we keep our bulk things. And um, the small ones is basically to quickly deliver to in, in, the, in the neighborhoods. Right. Yeah. How many warehouses do you have? We have two. And how many small retailers who are grocers do you have? So since we since we converted into ADAR um, or rebranded into ADAR in December last year, hmm. we have basically uh, opened one ADAR outlet pretty much on average per right. week till now. And that's another group of people that you're helping then because on top of that's the right. convicts who are looking for gainful employment, now you also help small-time grocery shop owners who on top of now delivering to and, and servicing the community around them, there's a wider reach for them to be able to uh, service as well through you. Correct, right? that's right. So we're helping Machikia, we're helping Uncle Rama, yeah. we're helping Pak Jalil, we're helping those kind of mom and pop grocery owners. Right. They're becoming part of Veda, now they're digitalizing themselves, now they have a presence online, right. and now they're able to sell their goods we- for a discount. By recycling. Right, so it's, it's win-win. Yes, it's win-win right. for everyone. That's amazing. And the value they add is basically they can discount the groceries now by recycling. So that's, a, that's extra value Another for the end consumers. Level. Yeah. Wow. How do you, f- <laughs> where do you find the time to rest? I sleep? don't know, You're doing man. all these things all at <laughs> once, helping all these people. When do you, when do you even find time? In fact, that's part of our next question. <laughs> Your startup now has multiple outlets all over Malaysia. What's the n- next step for you now that uh, you've, reach this point in the business with all these multiple outlets in Malaysia, what's next for ADA.com? We are announcing that um, we are partnering with one of our uh, principal FMCG suppliers to convert 600 outlets in um, northern region Wow! to be ADAR outlets. So 
if we do it properly and we execute it uh, the right way, we'll probably be the the largest retail recycling outlet in Malaysia. I will say so. Um, Will this be the Guinness Book of World Records? The Malaysian (laughs) Book of Records as well? Let's try. (laughs) Let's give this a try. (laughs) But that's that's the idea. The idea is then that the current retailers that you have, the grocers that you have, these small-time retailers, will then be a part of this larger group and they will carry the branding of ADA, of ADA.com. Yeah, so you will see ADA popping up everywhere. How soon is this going to happen? So this is via the next six months. Wow. We are converting all the 600 outlets. That is a that's a huge thing though. Yes, that's right. Is it going to be in stages or is it going to happen? It's going to be in stages. It's going to be in stages. We need to basically build teams, build whatnot, build processes. But it's going to be the first 100 first. Uh, right. We're going to learn our ways on how to manage this mm-hmm. large number of outlets. Mm-hmm. But once you get that right, then you um, want to do the other 500 as well. Very exciting times for you and Ida.com and everyone that's involved. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Crazy nights. Based on everything that you've told us, you are a very busy man and you keep everyone around you very busy as well. From your experience, what advice would you give to a young startup or young startups that are trying to get their foothold in whichever industry that they're in, right? What would you say to these people who want to begin that startup? Yeah, I would say think about the change that you want to bring for the community first. Right. Is right? sleep optional now? Like <laughs> I, I, I sleep, okay, sleep. Um, <laughs> don't think about work-life balance. Think about contrast, right? right. Um, <laughs> like you must work hard, but on, on but right after that, you must have a good rest as well. Right. So I do that by, you know, like on, on weekdays, you see me working very hard, nine to six or whatever it is, or even extra hours as well. Right. But on weekends, it's family time. I go back to my, to my farm. We really do things Wait, you have a farm on top of uh, everything else that you're doing? <laughs> what? Yes, I have a farm. You rest by going to work on, a, on your farm. Yes, that's right. Okay. So it's durian season over there right now. So, so we are, I'm basically cutting grass and, and picking up durians. <laughs> so it, se- <laughs> it seems like the, the way to be a, a successful startup entrepreneur is to just keep working, keep working. and keep busy. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's right. You are definitely an inspiration to so many other people who would like to be able to succeed as far as you have. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say before, before we let you go to the people who look at you as someone that they would like to become? Yeah, to be successful as a startup. I'll say just start, just start. I think it's the best time to to do things. Yeah, is today, right? Uh, you can bring a, a immense change, immense values, immense right. impact for people. But and and it's, it's so much more easier with with, with social media, with, with with how we do things online right now. I like what you said. You said that one one thing you just said is that think about the people. That's right. So it's not just about your success. It's about the success of the people around you as well, including the people that you service as customers. I think if you do think about doing social good and, and, and you think about impact for the community, you'll succeed no matter what. Oh, thank you so much, Sutan Rukaya, for joining us today. I will go and look for a farm after this <laughs> that I should start working at, I guess. It's been a great pleasure having you with us. Thank you. Thank you. You can catch this episode of My Startup Story as well as all of the others on the Light Breakfast podcast that's on the Shock app. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.